Hello, word nerds. Guess what? We are starting the letter B. What? Yep. How'd that happen? So we are at the bottom half of page 88, uh, and that is going to be two episodes. So then the third episode will be at the top of page 89. Not like you care. You don't need to know this stuff. Um, all right. So, jeez, uh, I don't know what to say. I haven't even finished really, at the time of recording, I haven't really finished up the letter A. I still have to record the last episode, which I'm going to do with my wife probably um, in a couple days. And I started to record a special episode, which probably is posted by the time uh, you are hearing this. In fact, most of it is probably, maybe, possibly a Patreon exclusive. So if you want to go hear that, go hear that and give me some money for that. Uh, Let's see. I don't know if I'm going to do any other special episodes. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take any days off. So I don't know exactly when this is going to be posting. Uh, But so, uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, All right, this is the first one, is the letter B. It is the first form. It is a noun from before the 12th century. 1A, the second letter of the English alphabet. 1B, a graphic representation of this letter. 1C, a speech counterpart of orthographic, and then it shows the letter B. 2, the seventh tone of a C major scale. 3, a graphic divisive, no, That is not what it is. A graphic device for reproducing the letter B. Four, one designated B, especially as the second in order or class. 5A, a grade rating a student's work as good but short of excellent. That was kind of how I was as a student, a B student. 5B, one graded or rated with a B, and there it shows a capital B. Six, something shaped like the letter B. Again, it's capital. Seven uh, tells me it's capital. The one of the four ABO blood groups characterized by the presence of antigens designated by the letter B and by the presence of antibodies against the antigens present in the letter uh, in the A blood group. So that was the first form of B. Now let us look at the second form of B. This these are both lowercase, by the way. Um, this one is an abbreviation for a lot of things. One, bachelor. Two, bacillus. Three, back. Four, bag. Five, bale. Six, bass or bass. Seven, basso. Eight, bat. Nine, I don't know how to pronounce this, baume? Capital B-A-U-M-E. Not sure what it is. Ten, before. Eleven, bible. Twelve, billion. 13, bishop, 14, black, 15, blue, 16, I want to say black and blue, but it's not, it's bolivar, 17, book, 18, born, 19, bottom, 20, brick, 21, brightness, 22, British, 23, bulb, and 24, what is this word, butat? B-U-T-U-T. Uh, oh, yeah. Got to wait till the end of the B's to find out what that is. Now we have B again. This one is capital. It is a symbol for boron. Now we have B-A. The B is capitalized. It is a symbol for barium. Now we have B-A again. They are both capitalized. This is an abbreviation for one, Bachelor of Arts, two, Batting Average, and three, Buenos Aires. Now we have ba, B-A-A, 
It is an intransitive verb uh, from circa 1586 to make the bleat of a sheep. And ba is also a noun. Ba. Now we have BAA, all caps. It is an abbreviation for Bachelor of Applied Arts. Now we have BAAE, all caps, abbreviation for Bachelor of Aeronautical and Astronautical Engineering. Only smart people get those. Um, you know, but if you work hard, you could do it. Now we have, let's see, Bale. I think it's how it's pronounced. Bale. B-A-A-L. It is a noun from, uh, where is it? The uh, 14th century. Any of numerous uh, Canaanite and Phoenician local deities. Baalism is a noun which is often capitalized. This is from Hebrew, Baal, which means Lord, and that is spelled B-A-apostrophe-A-L. Although I don't know if I call if they call it an apostrophe. Now we have, I think it's pronounced Bas, B-A-A-S. It is a noun from 1785. Uh, let's see. It says South African. We have these synonyms boss and master used especially by non-whites when speaking to or about Europeans in positions of authority. Uh, Bas. Um, all right, next we have bathism or bathism. Uh, B-A-A-T-H-I-S-M with a capital B. There could also be an, uh, an apostrophe in between the two A's. This is a noun from 1963. The principles and policies of the Ba'ath or Ba'ath political party of Iraq and Syria, characterized especially by promotion of pan-Arab socialism. Ba'athist, uh, Ba'athist is a noun or an adjective, and I, I don't know if this is something that even still exists because again, this book is a little bit old. Um, let's see, this is uh, from the Arabic Hizb. Uh, let's see, what is it? Hizbalbath which literally means Renaissance Party, and I'm sure I butchered the pronunciation. Now we have Baba, uh, B-A-B-A. It is a noun from 1826. I wish it would just say, like, uh, the way a baby says bottle, but it's not going to say that. Um, A rich cake soaked in a rum and sugar syrup called also Baba O-Rum, or Baba O-Rum. Uh, yeah, that sounds tasty. This is French from Polish, literally means old woman. Huh? So if, what, what, just, do old women taste of rum and sugar? Maybe. I don't know. I never, never licked a woman's arm. That would be weird. Um, all right, now we have Baba Ganoush. I wonder if this is related at all, but I don't think it is. Um, let's see. Baba Ganoush or Baba Ganoush? Uh, this is a noun from 1977, an appetizer or spread made chiefly of eggplant, tahini, garlic, olive oil, and lemon. And I can say from experience that it is tasty. Uh, now we have, let's see, babasu or babasa. I'm not, I, I'm still not sure about the umlaut over the U. Uh, we're just going to say babasu, B-A-B-A-S-S-U. It is a noun from 1917. A tall, pinnate-leaved palm uh, of Brazil with hard-shelled nuts yielding a valuable oil. Maybe we can find some pictures of the palm and the nuts. And the scientific name is Orbignia phalarata. And then it says S-Y-N. I don't know if that's synonym or something similar. Um, Orbignia barbosiana. 
and I am not even going to try the etymology, but I can tell you it's Portuguese and tupi, um, and words that mean fruit and large. Now we have Bobbit, capital B-A-B-B-I-T-T. This is a noun from 1923, a person, and especially a business or professional man, who conforms unthinkingly to prevailing middle-class standards. Uh, Bobbitry is a noun, and Bobbity is an adjective. What? Okay, so this is from George F. Babbitt, who is a character in the novel Babbitt, uh, 1922, uh, and that is by Sinclair Lewis, that novel. Person who is a business professional who conforms unthinkingly to prevailing middle class standards. Sure. All right, our last word for this episode is babble. B A B B L E. It is a verb from the 13th century. First, we've got the intransitive verbs 1A, to talk enthusiastically or excessively. 1B, to utter meaningless or unintelligible sounds. 2, to make sounds as though babbling. Now we've got the transitive verbs. Number one, to utter in an incoherently or meaninglessly repetitious manner. Number two, to reveal by talk that is too free. Huh? To reveal by talk that is too free. Too free. T-O-O. I really am not understanding what this book is babbling on about. Uh, Babble is also a noun. Babble mint is a noun. And babbler is a noun. Uh, So I'm supposed to pick a word that I like the best, or I want to pick as the word of the episode. Uh, So let's see, I'm going to pick baba, because that kind of cake sounds tasty. And uh, yeah, so thank you for uh, listening to this first, uh, first episode of the letter B. I haven't looked ahead to see how many pages and how many episodes there are going to be. But uh, very soon I plan on uh, planning that all out and what days... Uh, which episodes fall on which days and all that. Um, So let's begin the second chapter out of 26 of this podcast. Thank you and goodbye.